What's up, y'all? This is JLP, the host of Mastering Singlehood and Relationships Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. Hope all is well with you and your loved ones. And y'all, I want to go ahead and get straight into tonight's episode titled, What Makes One Secure? Now, I want us to focus on secure in every aspect. I want you to focus on it concerning the physical, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional. When you hear of secure, when it comes to the physical aspect of it, it reminds you of a thing or someone who is protected by harm of any kind, right? So it reminds you of the word security. When you hear that someone has security, that means they are protected by something or someone to keep harm and danger far away from them. When you hear of secure as well, when it comes to the emotional or psychological, right, or mental, that means that person is safe. That person is Again, you can say aware of who they are. They are aware of their emotions. They are aware of their weaknesses, their strengths. They are aware of their likes and dislikes, excuse me. And they don't allow these things to cause them to feel imbalanced. They don't allow these things to rule over them. And they also don't allow these things to cause them, um, for example, to be, um, to, to, to feel, you know, small in the sight of other people, to feel small in a room, to feel small um, because of the fact that, for example, they are weak in one area and someone else is strong where they are weak, right? And so they have complete awareness of who they are. They have complete awareness, again, of their strengths, their weaknesses, their likes and dislikes. And however, they're still able to stand confidently in who they are because they understand that they are not limited by such things. They focus on what it is then that makes them who they are. They understand that, yes, they have weaknesses. Yes, they have flaws. But at the end of the day, they can be confident nonetheless. They don't have to allow their weaknesses. They don't have to allow um, you know, anything to cause them to feel lesser than. But however, even though... You hear in the word, for example, you'll say, you'll hear the, uh, you know, those in the world, they will say, you know, this person is insecure or so-and-so is insecure because, you know, someone did this and they're insecure about it because they feel as if they are lacking this thing in their lives. I'll give you guys a quick example. For example, when it comes to men and women, right? Some people will say, well, the man is insecure of this woman because she's in a leadership position that he was unable to have. And because of this, he feels some type of way, right? When it comes to a woman, for example, she may be, um, again, have a nice figure. She may um, have a good sense of humor. And perhaps around other women, you know, the other women that she's hanging around with, they don't have you know, a sense of humor. Because they don't have a sense of humor, they feel as if um, they're lesser than that person with a sense of humor. And so in the world, the definition of being insecure is someone, again, for example, who is not secure of who they are. They're not secure in themselves. But however, even though the world have this understanding of insecure and seeing that if you are insecure, that is not a good thing and you have to work on that, They still lack the fact that only God, right? Only Jesus is able to make them secure in every area of their lives. 
only Jesus, y'all, is able to make us secure in every area of our lives. And the thing about the Lord is that he doesn't want you to be, again, he doesn't want you to just be secure on your looks. He doesn't just want you to be secure when it comes to your finances. He doesn't want you to just be secure when it comes to the things of this world. No, no, no. He wants you to be completely secure in mind, body, soul, and spirit. He wants you to come to be completely balanced and content, right? Um, for example, as you see, when you read scripture, Apostle Paul says, you know, um, I know how it was to have plenty. I know how it was to have little, right? And then he, he realized that no matter whether he had plenty or little, that he was fully content. Why? Because he had Jesus, because he was completely secure in the Lord. And the and as well as David as well, he had that same type of frame of thinking. He had that same mentality. And as a matter of fact, if you don't mind, please go ahead and open your Bible pages to Psalm 23. And I do recommend you during your leisure, during your devotional time, go ahead again and meditate on Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is a scripture that was really greatly highlighted to me even in 2022. And as well as it was one of the main theme scriptures concerning this year of 2023. And so um, for the sake of tonight's episode, I want us to focus on Psalm 23 verse 1 to 4. I'm going to go ahead and read it and you guys can follow along wherever you are. And I'm reading it from the New International Version. And this is what it says. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Verse three, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, I want us to go ahead and pause and to really, you know, um, just reflect on what it is being said from verse one to verse four. And so the first verse, y'all, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And, I, and what I love about this particular passage is that from the bat, it tells us it is the Lord who is our shepherd, right? And it's because he is our shepherd, we shall not want. What does that mean? What does that imply? That means that God, he is our source, right? That Jesus, he is our source. Then therefore, if Jesus, right, is our source, we are able to, uh, we are able to depend on Jesus, And because we are able to depend on Jesus, we know that as a good shepherd that he is, he is able to keep us what secure. He is able to provide for us. When the psalmist says, I shall not want that, that there's so many things that's going on in that phrase right there. I shall not want, meaning I shall not be afraid. I shall not beg. I shall not be worried. I shall not be anxious. I shall not wonder where my coming and going will, will happen. I shall not what panic when life difficulties come my way and so that shows you in essence a picture right of one who is secure we see this person is not secure in of themselves but there's another that causes them to be secure and that other we see in the text we see from the bat in verse one is the lord right being his shepherd And as you continue to read on to verse two to four, he begins to describe how come the Lord is his shepherd. And again, he begins to show us why he will not be in want. For example, verse three, he says of the Lord, he restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness 
for his namesake. And so he is showing to us it is God who restores his soul. It is God who restores our soul. But often you will see people in the world and even, you know, for example, if you, you know, just gave your life to Jesus prior when you were in the world. There were other things that you were seeking that you thought that would, again, give your soul satisfaction or restore your soul or give your soul rest. Many people think that drugs would give their soul rest. Many people think that sex would give their soul rest. Many people think that popularity and fame and money would give their soul rest. But however, soon they realize such things are not able to give their soul complete rest. Perhaps it was able to give their soul a temporary rest, right? But it wasn't able to allow them to remain in an atmosphere of rest. It wasn't able to allow their soul nor spirit to have an eternal type of rest, an ongoing rest. But however, the psalmist recognized because the Lord is his shepherd, that means he will have rest in every season of life, no matter what. And this particular scripture leads me as well to take us to Acts chapter uh, 27. Um, and before that, yeah, Acts chapter 27. But before that, um, I want us to go ahead and just give you guys a, just a quick backstory concerning what is going on in Acts chapter uh, 27. And so when you read Acts chapter 27, preferably if you start with Acts chapter 23, you notice that Paul is is dealing with so many things, right? There are so many things that Paul needs to be settled and it's outweighing him. But however, is however, even though it's outweighing him, Paul understands that it is the Lord that is his defense. It is the Lord that is his great advocate. We see Paul is even, you know, in, in conflict with other groups of people, right? who are from his kind, meaning they are Jews, but however, they are trying to, you know, again, destroy Paul because of his faith in Christ. They're trying to disapprove of Paul. But however, we see in Acts chapter 23, verse 11, God himself, despite all of the things that is going on, you know, around Paul, due to the fact, again, a lot of people are you know, going against him, a lot of people are trying to take him to trial and, and, and cause him to to be um, pleaded guilty. But he know he is an innocent man. Jesus in Acts 23, verse 11, this is what he says to Paul. He says, the scriptures reads to us, it says the following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, take courage as you have testified about me in Jerusalem. So you must also testify in Rome. And so despite all of the things that are going against Paul, God himself is the one that stepped forward and he says to Paul, take courage, despite what it is that's going on. And although God went ahead and said, take courage right then and there, Paul still had so much to, to undertake, even after the fact. But however, it was the word of the Lord, I believe, that continued to give Paul the courage to continue on his journey to be able to see in fullness the complete justice of the Lord, right? Against those who were his enemy, who who raised himself against Paul for no reason. Because of what? Because of his faith in Jesus Christ. And so when I read when I read that scripture, it reminded me again as well what David is saying in Psalm 23 concerning the Lord as his shepherd. 
You see, when you recognize that your security, your complete security is in Jesus, you understand that despite the trials and tribulations that may come to you in this side of eternity, that you are able to be calm. You are able to have, you know, perfect peace to help you to sustain yourself for the rest of the journey. And it's not you yourself that is sustaining yourself. But again, it is God, right, who is sustaining you with his word. I love this story when it comes to um, um, the shipwreck of Paul. And I recommend you again during your time of devotion to read uh, um, Acts chapter 23 all the way to Acts chapter 27. You will notice that there's a particular part of the, um, the story that unfolds. You see, Paul, he has this knowing that, you know, there's going to be a great storm coming up. But those who were with Paul at the time, as he was journeying, journeying to this destination, he said, he said to them, you know, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. I'm paraphrasing here, guys. I don't think it's a good idea because it seems that there's a storm coming. The others who were with him weren't able to see that there was a storm coming. But even though um, Paul said that again, they completely, you know, did not pay mind to what he was saying and they went ahead and gone anyway, um, to travel and Paul was with them. But yet you see, Paul continued to remain calm and collected. Paul was without fear. And I strongly believe it's because again, Paul recognized that no matter where he was, God was with him because God was his shepherd. No matter where he was, the spirit of the Lord was with him. And this is the attitude that we need to have in this journey of life. And this is the attitude that we need to have like never before within this decade, right? Within these years that are unfolding right before us. So many things has happened since the start of 2020. And we are now in the year of 2023. And one of the reasons why I'm bringing this message tonight is to exhort you, but at the same time to challenge you to really you know have a more deeper relationship with the lord what do i mean by that i feel that many people we are still heavily invested in the world we are still heavily invested in the way that the world operates when we should be invested in the way that the kingdom of god operates i believe we're in a critical time and season that we have to lit- literally operate from the kingdom of God in order for us to survive and not only survive, but in order for us to prosper in every of our lives. I don't want for any of us to be asleep. You know, the Bible says to be sober in mind and to pray without ceasing. And now more than ever before, I recognize and understand why the scriptures tells us to be sober in mind and pray without ceasing, because literally so many things are happening all at once. That if you do not have Jesus as your anchor to keep you secure, you will be left behind. I know there are a lot of people who don't believe in the rapture, but there are a group of people who do. Um, And at the same time, a lot of people, I, I feel that they still don't understand that God's judgment will still come nonetheless, right? And so we need to be a people where we have to be like Paul in this sense. And we also have to be like David in the sense that no matter what comes may, that we are immovable, right? That we do not allow the climate of this life or whatever it is that's going on in the world, in the economy, you name it, to cause us to be shaken. That we're able to stand no matter the storm, no matter the season. That we're able to stand no matter the report. 
Why? Because again, we recognize that we are not alone, that we have God, that God is with us. And because we know that God is with us, we should have, in fact, a peace which surpasses all understanding. And this peace and knowing that God is with us, it is made more evident when we are, you know, again, reading the word of the Lord and living according to his word. Speaking of which, if you don't mind, I want you to go ahead and open your Bible pages to Isaiah 48, verse 17 to 22. And this correlates again with the title of the message, which is, and also, again, the title of the episode, which is What Makes One Secure? And I just want to go ahead and refresh your memory. Basically, what makes one secure, what makes one truly secure, rather, and not the way that the world sees or deems someone to be secure is actually God. It is God who makes us secure in every area of our lives. And having that understanding will help us again to succeed no matter the season, no matter the circumstance. And so this is what Isaiah uh, 48 verse 17 to 22 says, y'all. It says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. I'm going to pause right there. I'm going to pause right there. Very quickly, you can see how much so this echoes what it is that the psalmist David in Psalm 23 states, right? Let's quickly go back to Psalm 23. Psalm 23, the first couple of verses, verse 1 to 3. This is what it says. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And right then and there in Isaiah 48 verse 17, here, here God goes, right? And he says, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. What does this describe to us? What does this describe to us? It describes to us the role and or the function of a shepherd. What does a shepherd does? The shepherd leads the sheep. The shepherd leads the sheep. And the shepherd does what is best for the sheep. And this is clearly what God is saying. In verse 17 of Isaiah chapter 48, God introduced himself as the Redeemer, right? Our Redeemer, my Redeemer, your Redeemer. And the term Redeemer means one that is able to give us ransom, right? One that is able to, again, restore what was lost. In this context, we understand that you know, as people, we were lost in the world, we were lost in sin, and it was Christ who redeemed us from the world, from sin, and who gave us complete victory. And so the Lord himself, he's saying this to us in Isaiah 48, verse 17, I am your Redeemer, right? Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I will, excuse me, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. When the Lord is directing you, that is when you are secure. Scripture tells us that there is no life found in God. Right? Scripture tells us the ways of the Lord is perfect. His statutes and his commandments what are perfect, right? And so if you are being led by the only perfect one, by the one that is without sin, by the one who holds time, space, and matter in his sense, by the one who is outside of time, by the one who is greater than all, then you what? You are in good hands. Because you are in good hands, you stand what? You stand secure. 
And very quickly, let's go back to Paul again and with the shipwreck. This is why Paul was able to stand secure, meaning he was able to have peace of mind, peace of heart, and he was able to have supernatural revelation concerning what was going on because he stood secure in God. It was God who kept him secure and he realized this. So my question to you is, are you aware that it is God who makes you secure? Are you uh, are you aware it is God that is able to allow you to become secure? Perhaps you are listening to this podcast episode and you don't feel completely confident in this season due to your circumstances or due to not having clarity or the answers that you are desiring to have or that you are seeking to have. But do you realize that it is not the answers nor the clarity that will help you to be secure in of themselves, but it is the one who holds your very breath. It is the one who is your maker, which is God, that he is the one that will bless you to be secure. And so as we are getting ready to transition out of the month of August, I know it seems like we just started August. August is coming to a quick end as we are getting ready to transition very quickly within the next few days out of the month of August into the month of September. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, the month of September is the ushering in the new Jewish, excuse me, um, Jewish year, Hebrew month that ushers in the new Jewish year, 5784. This is the perfect time for all of us to really go before the throne of God and to seek his will for our lives. Because it is when we are seeking his will for our lives as well that we are able to be secure. Because why? We know that when we are in God's perfect will for our lives, then we are able to receive everything that is due to us. We don't have to hope for what's to come, but we know surely if it is in God's will, then it's already our portion. And so I really want you to take this time during the weekend and this upcoming new week. To be in God's presence and to understand that he is your shepherd. That you don't have to look to the left. You don't have to look to the right. You don't have to seek the approval of the world to feel satisfied. To feel as if you've made it in life. All you need to do is to be like Paul. Is to be like David. And to recognize that he is your good shepherd. Because he is your good shepherd. He will never leave you astray. And he will allow you indeed to have complete victory. And he will provide to you no matter where you currently are in your season of life. My goodness. As we're getting ready to close, I want us to go ahead and just read Acts chapter 27, verse 33 to 38. And again, I strongly recommend you to go ahead and study and read Acts chapter 23, verse 27. For those of you who are familiar with my ministry, God, by his grace, actually allowed us to have preached a message concerning um, this story when it came to the shipwreck that Paul undergone with the other um, group of men that was with him at this time. And so I really felt that, you know, the Lord wanted me to go ahead and just share just pieces of um, the story of Paul and the shipwreck to just encourage us in this season, because we are, in fact, in the remaining months of 2023. And I really want us to just continue to just depend on God and to not get discouraged in this current um, season and know that God, again, he has already gone before us. And just as he done right for Paul, 
For example, as we read in Acts 23 verse 11, despite what was coming against Paul, God gave him a sure word of encouragement. And I believe that God is using this podcast episode. And I believe that God has already been giving you sure words of encouragement throughout this year of 2023, despite what has not yet happened in your life to cause you to, again, know that he is with you, that he is for you and that whatever it is, again, that is your portion it shall surely come to pass. And so this is what Acts 27 verse 33 to 38 says, y'all. And so this is what it says. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. And again, very quickly, Paul is addressing um, these men because again, they, they just came out of a shipwreck, right? And so they are paranoid at this time. Um, Again, they're going through it. But however, you see Paul, in contrast to the other men, he is at, at peace, right? He has a perfect peace about him. And so this is my prayer for you as well. And this is my prayer for myself as well. That, again, we would have the perfect peace of God with us. That we would carry an atmosphere of God's peace and the calmness that Jesus carried wherever that we go. And I believe... When you, as a person, carries that peace, right, the peace of God, wherever that you go, that in itself will be a tool that you are able to use to win souls to the kingdom of God and as well as to witness the gospel of Jesus Christ to other people. Because when people see that you are calm when everyone else is panicking, that should cause them to pause and say, man, how come you are so calm and we are not? And how come you're so calm, even in the face of this severe trial, you know? So that causes them to see that truly (laughs) you're not alone. And you can, at that time, again, you can explain to them, of course, you're not alone, but that is God that is with you. It is the spirit of the Lord that gives you this perfect peace. And so let's continue. And so it says, for the last 14 days, he said, They're talking about Paul, and I'm still in verse 33. You have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Verse 34. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. Verse 35. After he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Verse 37. Altogether, there were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. Very quickly, I want you to as, I want you as well to pay attention to the characteristics of Paul here and how it literally is the same characteristics of Jesus Christ. Paul is actually modeling the characteristics of Jesus. You see, even when it comes to the bread, right? What does he do? He lifts up the bread and gives thanks to God and gives it to the people that are on the ship. And so even though Paul could have just kept that bread to himself or he could have just, you know, taken the attitude that they had, right? An attitude of anxiety, an attitude of panic, an attitude of being depressed, an attitude of being worried. Instead, he did the complete opposite. He chose to, at this time, to have a servant leader heart and to be able to provide to these men and not only provide physical uh, right food to these men but actually giving them spiritual food right um he blessed the bread and he as well giving them spiritual food 
in, in the way of bringing forth encouragement to them. Amen. And so um, I want us to go ahead and just quickly just, you know, think about what it is that we have discussed on tonight's episode. Think about where it is that we're currently in in our season of life and just, you know, take this time to really reflect with the Lord as well in our hearts and seeing how far God has brought us, seeing how much God has shown up to us time and time again. And I believe again, as we continue to do this throughout um, the remaining days that are left in 2023, you will see how God, again, he is faithful to show you that he is your shepherd and he is your shepherd. in the fact that not only does he lead you, right, but he also does what he provides for you. And this is one of the reasons why we shall not be in want because he are he is our you know provider Jehovah Jireh. And so I pray that you guys were greatly encouraged by this message. I pray that you guys understand it is nothing in this world that can cause you to be secure. It's nothing within yourself, but it is a you know someone and that someone is God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, right? And so I pray that you were greatly encouraged Know that I'm praying for you as well. Know that God, he remembers you. Know that all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Until next time, peace out. This was your sister in Christ, JLP. Take care. Mm-hmm.